0: This is Late Night Counsel.
1: Ask the pastor about as close to God as you're ever going to get.
0: Ay, 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 ay. All right, so listen, why don't you give me a call when you want to start taking things a little more seriously?
2: It's okay, this is really serious.
3: John Counsel. Ask the pastor. That sounds better. Yeah, I know
1: John Counsel. Ask the pastor. Ask the pastor. He may have the answer. Again, he may not.
3: Late Night Counsel.
1: Ask the pastor. He's got a direct line, folks.
3: Okay, first I want to give out the phone numbers because if you want to call in tonight, uh, I want to give you a head start. Okay? 343 74390. That's 343 Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. 343 And if you're calling, if you're calling from uh, uh, Penny's Road, Prince Edward Island, if you're calling from Chicken Bristle, uh, Illinois. If you're calling from Lookout, California, where you know if you, if a car's gonna hit somebody, everybody yells, Lookout or if you're calling from uh BB Town, Iowa, one eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four Five six two four seven six six. Okay? Open line, open topic all the way to eleven o'clock. Although I do have a guest coming on at nine fifteen, and uh, you know, we'll be kind of focusing a little bit, you know, during that segment. But uh, in and around there, and if you want to wait on hold or if you want to send me an email, JC at late That's JC at late And you can tweet at us. At J.W. Council now, um, uh, I put out on Twitter last night, uh, and we couldn't do a show last night. I apologize for that. For those of you that are not on Twitter, and and I, you know, most of you are because you're listening to me online, so you're well, you know, uh, integrated into the ways of the internet. Um, our major software server that carries our show had a complete shutdown, and just about every show that they carry, which you know, there are. Hundreds of them, possibly thousands in North America. They shut down on us last night. It was nothing to do with us, and we're sorry, but we couldn't even get on the air last night. So we apologize for that. And uh, uh, last night, uh, I told you we had a major announcement coming tonight to reveal to you what's going on on Thursday nights. You know the information piece I've been giving you? Oh, we're going to change Thursday night. Something big's coming, and uh, I'm going to announce it right now. But first... I've got some bad news and some good news, but in my opinion, the good news far outweighs the bad news so much that you're not even going to, well, yeah, you're going to mind the bad news a little bit, but it's, I'll tell you, the good news is is going to make it, I believe, all worthwhile, okay? Here's the bad news. Tonight will be our last live show until October the 2nd. Did you hear that? We are shutting down the show Till October the 2nd. That is a four and a half week, four, little over four week break. We are moving into our permanent studio, okay? And to do it right and to be adequately prepared, we've got to shut down the thing for a month, okay? And the studio we've been using is, is, you know has been provided to us for, uh, for free, okay? And uh, they're not kicking us out, but the plan all along was to have a permanent studio and a permanent home for Late Night Council. We will be moving into that permanent home October the 2nd, okay? So this is the last live show for a month, Oh, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to shoot myself. Oh, I, can't, I can't live with a late night guy. It was bad enough when he got kicked off a CFRA. Now you're going to Why could you do this to him? Okay, here comes the good news. Okay? Thursday night we are going live, and Nick Vandergracht is going to be the host every Thursday night starting October 6th. Did you hear that? Yes. He's not co-hosting. He is going to be the host of... It won't be late-night council, but it will be in the late-night council slot, okay, from 9 to 11. I am pumped out of my mind that Nick has agreed to do this, and uh, we're super, super excited, and uh, uh, we've been, as you know, we've been... Uh, replaying Wednesday night, this show, Wednesday night, Ask the Pastor, as we will tomorrow night. Tomorrow night will be the last replay of Ask the Pastor, okay, because I want this, you know, announcement getting out to people that only tune in on Thursday nights, okay, because some people are, you know, encumbered by their schedule, and they can't tune in every night, okay? And uh, we've been playing a repeat of Ask the Pastor on Thursday night. Well, we're going to go live on Thursday night. Thursday night is going to be Nick's night, okay? If he wants to call it Nick at Night, that's great. If he wants to call it Late Night Nick, that's great. If he wants to to Call it if he wants to call it the Bob Hope Show. I, I you know, great. I am just so thrilled that he's going to be doing this. So we've got Nick at night back on every week. Okay, tell your friends, get them pumped. We have got uh, uh, some special promotional ideas that we're going to be uh, uh, engaging in in the next month to hype it up and and to get you set and for us to come back stronger than ever and permanently on October the second. Okay and. Trust me, this is all going according to a very, very uh, excellent plan uh, that we're following, and uh, we're very, very thankful for it. So if you want to call in about that tonight, it is Ask the Pastor, but if you want to call in and tell us how excited you are that Nick Vandergracht is coming back on the air, okay, on, on a, in a venue that's accessible that you can interact with him, and he's going to do it for two hours every week, folks. And uh, we're super, super excited about that. If you want to call in and talk about that, or you want to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind tonight, it is Ask the Pastor, and you know on Ask the Pastor, I tighten the screws on my pastor's helmet a lot tighter. And uh, whatever you bring to the program, I'm going to give you the biblical perspective. I'm going to give you the faith perspective, okay, on what's going on in the world. At 9.15, after our next break, okay, Brian Markle, Pastor Brian Markle, is joining me. Now, who's Brian Markle? Well, Brian Markle, I'm going to give you a little bit of a story. He's going to give you all of his story when he gets back. I met him a few weeks ago, and I was blown away by this guy, okay? Okay. He is the head of the Ottawa Freedom Center, which is a, a really, really neat place that ministers to the homeless and the down-and-out and the addicted. And basically, you know, what a Vanier Church and a Bikers Church does. But he's kind of like become a partner with us there. And uh, he, this guy was a cop on the Toronto Police Force, Okay. He's now an Anglican minister. He's also the chaplain of uh, of uh, one of the legions in town as well. And uh, he's got some great stories, and he's got a terrific background. And if he doesn't forget, I hope he doesn't forget, because I did confirm earlier in the day, he's going to be calling in at 915, and I want you to hear about what he's doing and uh, the people he's touching and, uh, uh, you know, groups like that. They get no government assistance, okay? And yet the work they do is invaluable. And uh, yeah, I got a bit of an agenda here. I love bringing people on the program that are doing a good job like that because I'm always open to the possibility that somebody's going to listen and they're going to, you know, the, the, the lights are going to go on that maybe they want to put some volunteer time there or maybe they want to make a donation. And I would never ask for money, okay? Ever. In fact, that's one of the, that's one of the, things I am most thankful for, in 34 years of doing uh, talk radio, I have never been on religious radio, okay, ever. I have always been on secular radio, okay? And uh, uh, the purpose is because usually it's only Christians that listen to, uh, you know, religious radio. And I'm much more interested in reaching everybody, okay, uh, touching the lives of people that, that don 't know the light of Christ that don 't know what it means, you know they've, and, and most people have a bad a bad opinion of religion okay? most people as soon as they, you, they hear you 're a Christian in, in um, uh, North American culture, the defenses are up right away, and for good reason because most people have had a bad experience with church. And, you know, they've got, when they were 12, 13, 14, as soon as they were old enough to make their own decisions, they were out of the church right away. Right away. They didn't want to put up with, to them, what was was irrelevant stuff. And uh, uh, you've heard me say on Ask the Pastor before, I I don't know how, the most uh, amazing, spectacular, wonderful, loving message to ever hit the planet, I don't know how that can be, you know, uh, uh, neutered to the point where it becomes boring and it becomes a thing that people are afraid of. Instead of you know, people who are hurting and and need help, you know, embrace you know, uh, richly and mightily. And and I know, as somebody that wants to make the reality of what uh, knowing Christ is all about, somebody wants to make that reality real to people. I know that I have to get through those defenses first. You got to prove to people first that you're not religious. You got to prove to people that you're not a, quote, Christian, you're Christ-like. Because the biblical definition of a Christian is Christ-like. And I remind people all the time, the bunch that Jesus ticked off the most was the religious crowd, the churchy crowd, okay? And he saved his most barbed comments for them. And yet the people that were hurting, that were down and out, that were outcasts, that the, you know, the culture of, of Israel at the time had no time for, those people gravitated to him like, like, uh, bees to honey. Okay. And, uh, uh... That's that's the message that we traffic in. Brian traffics in that. I traffic in that. And uh, sometimes, you know, we get a little off the rails. Sometimes we even get a little religious. Sometimes we even lose our focus. But uh, thank God, we've got you know we're in accountable relationships with other Christ-like people that kind of smack us up the side of the head every once in a while and say, hey, you know, like. Uh, would Jesus do that? Would Jesus say that? Would Jesus, you know, espouse those kind of priorities? And I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing opinions, but I've told you on the program before, when I'm giving you political opinions, I reserve the right to be wrong. Always. Always. Okay? But when I'm talking about eternal stuff that comes out of, out of uh, uh, the Bible, when I talk about uh, stuff that changes people's lives forever, um, I get a little more, oh, I guess I get a little more confident of what I'm saying. I'm a little more sure of what I'm saying. So Brian Markle's coming on at 9:15 uh, and until then whatever you want to talk about what is on your mind 343 4390 that's 343 700 4390 one eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. So this is our last show until October. And when you hear the information interlude, you know it's it's kind of it's a bit of a teaser that tells you about uh, you know what's coming up. And now you already know, okay? So that updated inter- information interlude is already out of date, but we're going to play it anyway because I know I'm going to need a bit of a breather, uh, you know, at the bottom of the hour. Um, how about a biblical? How about a faith perspective? On uh, Patrick Brown's About Face on uh, the Radical Sex Ed Curriculum. Now, I wanted to talk about that a little bit last night, but, you know, the the show got the the plug pulled on it. And uh, uh, the sex ed curriculum that was brought forth by, originally, Dalton McGinty when Kathleen Wynne was the Minister of Education. Most people remember that uh, when parents got a hold of it and saw what it was teaching and saw that you know the philosophy behind it, rejected it resoundingly across Ontario. So much to the point that even the Liberal Premier Dalton McGuinty withdrew it, and I think he's to be you know congratulated. That was one of the th- one thing that he did that was that was probably the best thing in my opinion he did the whole you know uh, three terms that he served. Okay, he pulled back. He responded to the public. Well, we got to rethink this. Okay. Kathleen Wynne was the Minister of Education. She was not pleased with that decision. And she knew that when she became Premier, there's no way that the, you know, anybody's going to stop her from promoting that radical sex ed curriculum. Okay? So um, she had these kind of like kangaroo court kind of semi, uh, uh, you know, they weren't really parental consultations because the, the parents that were in those consultations were handpicked. And uh, uh, there were no, there were no parental consultations whatsoever when that uh, radical sex ed curriculum was forced upon the school boards of Ontario. Well, Patrick Brown, trying to get some traction, you know, with, uh, uh, um, in vote, in, in, with uh, the voting uh, public in, in, in Ontario, Patrick Brown over the weekend said that he would scrap, he would scrap the radical sex ed curriculum. Well, the conservative base got excited. They thought, "Whoa, hey, this guy's actually showing some leadership here," because anybody that's looked at it—that's—I can't say anybody because there's a few people in favor of it, favor, favor of it—but they kept it under the radar. They didn't publicly tell people what was on it because they knew that if they did, the majority of parents in Ontario would reject it again. And Kathleen Wynne learned her lesson the first time, so she stacked the deck so that there was it was impossible for anybody to fight that radical sex ed curriculum being forced upon our children and forced upon parents. So when Patrick Brown said over the weekend, oh, listen, I would scrap that, his, his power base with the Conservative Party got really excited. Wow, can't believe it. You know, this guy's actually going to support. And he said in, in his statement that he would support a new legislation that was supported and scrutinized by parents. What a radical thought, eh? You know, giving parents the right to, you know, d- decide what's how sex is being taught in the schools, okay? Now, if you're a if you're a, a, a practicing Christian, because this is, here's the biblical perspective on it, okay? It was on the front page of The Sun today, it was on the front page of Major Newspapers all across Ontario yesterday and today, that Patrick Brown flip-flopped on that. And he, the leader of the Conservative Party in, in uh, uh, Ontario, said that no, he, he regrets making that statement and he fully supports the radical sex ed curriculum that was rejected by parents resoundingly just a few short years ago when Kathleen Wynne was the Minister of Education. Okay, And he is taking the heat, and rightly so, by media and by critics across, across uh, 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 Ontario. Now, here's where you know I invite your discussion, and I want you to think about this. If you're a practicing Christian in Ontario, now, maybe that's a term I'm going to start using a lot more. Not just a Christian, but a practicing Christian. Somebody who is following the teachings of Christ. Somebody who's not only following them, but doing their best to live them. Somebody who is part of the Christian community in an accountable relationship with you know, other like-minded Christians. okay. In my understanding, that's a practicing Christian. If you're a practicing Christian, you have no major party in Ontario anymore upholding your beliefs, defending your beliefs in any way. In other words, the founding faith of this country that the whopping majority of every father of this country was a, a powerful and strong adherent to has no representation has nobody upholding any type of Christian values from a major party in Ontario anymore. In fact, all three, all three now, I think it's safe to say, and if you want to give me your opinion on this, please feel free, I want to hear your side. All three parties now have platforms that not only not support practicing Christian values, but they assault them and insult them and attack them. And they are promoting they are promoting values and promoting policies that are diametrically opposed to any practicing Christian's morality. So, if you're a practicing Christian, how do you how do you deal with that? Do you fight back and elect the conservatives? And well, you can't elect the conservatives anymore because they've rolled over and and they've you know folded in with uh uh you know I guess some would call progressive liberal theology which shuts God out and doesn't want to have God have anything to do with, you know, life in public, public life, okay? So how do you live your life as a practicing Christian, knowing that every party in this, in this uh, uh, province, and you could probably say it now in 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 the country, every major party pretty much against Christian values, okay? In fact, if you promote and you say that, you know, if you hint in any way, for instance, that traditional heterosexual marriage should be preferred, you could get fired for that, okay? If you, if you you know, uh, so much as espouse the value that, you know, God made them man and woman, okay? And uh, told them to be fruitful and multiply. You know, if you adhere to what not only God says, but what a biology says concerning gender— you can get fired, you can get sued. So how does somebody adhere to truths that we would die for that we're not going to capitulate on? Now, I, I agree we could be really obnoxious and a pain in the butt about it, but that's not what we want to do because that's not what Jesus did, okay? And I know Jesus was all love, but you know he also was, had very, very, very strong and powerful words when he was taking a stand against evil. Where's the balance? Anybody want to take that topic on tonight? Anybody want to have a discussion about that? Boy, I, would, I don't want to just do it on my own, okay? And uh, when we get back, okay, when we get back, I am hoping and praying that uh, Brian Markle has not forgotten us. And he's going to be joining us and telling us about the Ottawa Freedom Center. If you want to take that topic or whatever topic I've, uh, that could be introduced tonight and kick it around, that's what Ask the Pastor is for. 343 700 is our last show tonight. Folks, this is our last show till October 2nd, when we move into our permanent studio and Nick Vandergrack joins us being the host on Thursday nights, okay? Thursday night live. No more repeats of the Wednesday night show. That starts October. He'll be on October 6th, his first night, and we'll be back uh, uh, stronger than ever on October the 2nd. So let's go out with a bang tonight on Ask the Pastor. You call in, let's have a good yak, and uh, we'll be right back after these important messages. Stay with us.
4: Make me when the day Show me how the sun
2: that man makes shawarma taste like no one can. The
4: Garlic King.
2: And he can do anything. Who wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown? The Garlic
5: King. So tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouth food. I'm just talking about the king. And I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's
0: best shawarma.
3: Really Lebanese, home of the Garlic King. St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut
5: in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven.
3: But fix it right the first time. Irwin's out of motion. Thirty-four Cleopatra. Tell him counsel sent you. That'll make him smile.
1: EMM Group is the authorized IntegraSpec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete farms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made IntegraSpec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at IntegraSpec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist. 613-835-2600.
3: back to ask the pastor on late night council if you just tuning it again this is our last show until october 2nd when we move into our permanent studio and october 6th on thursday night nick vandergracht is going to be taking over as the semi-permanent host of the thursday night show we've been doing repeats of wednesday up until now and nick is going to be joining us on uh well, the late night council network. The parent company is Council Communications. So, on the Council Communications network. Oh, that sounds so pretentious, doesn't it? I know. I'm forgive me. You gotta call it something, you know. I mean, when you're when you're got people doing commercials, and you know, you're you're paying for equipment and everything. There's there's gotta be a that's the name of the whole thing. And it's it, you know what? We've had that name for. Oh my goodness, that goes all the way back to '86. We used to we used to produce uh, um, um we used to produce the, the coolest, you know, uh, T-shirts you've ever seen. It used to be a T-shirt company, but then it became broadcast and research. So that's uh, the, joining the Council Communications Network. Nick Vandergrat, October the 6th. Yeah, pumped about that. I figured that would lessen the blow of us not being on the air for a month. And, and I'm, I, can try, I can assure you, I am more excited about it than you are. And uh, I'm also excited to have Pastor Brian Markle on with me tonight. And uh, Brian, can you hear me?
4: Oh, I can hear you. How you doing?
3: Oh, that's delightful. Now, Brian, I don't want you getting <laughs> nervous because you know uh, I've yacked a lot in the first segment and I've cut into the second segment. And uh, what's yes. the chances of you staying on with us past this segment here, like into oh, I, the next I, I'm segment?
4: I'm not. I'm not going anywhere.
3: You're not going anywhere. So as long I'm as you're as anywhere. long as you're happy, you're happy to yes. share the share the, the show with me, right?
4: Absolutely.
3: Now, Brian, how long have I known you? Two weeks.
4: Uh you know what 2 weeks maybe 3 days. Yeah, uh, 2, two
3: weeks, weeks and 3 days. days. And and uh, uh uh Brian, the Ottawa Freedom Centre is on Montreal Road. What's the address, Brian?
4: 265 Montreal Road right across from Jean Coutu. are that uh that brick building.
3: I go to Jean Coutu. I go to Jean Do you sing that song
4: a lot? I love Jean Coutu. Yeah. Well, I, you know when I go in there I I have to <laughs> sing the song. Yes. I don't have a choice. <laughs> But I like it, though. And, and
3: Brian is just a couple blocks from uh, my church in Vanier. <laughs> and if you are doing anything that's eternally worthwhile in Vanier, you are ministering to the poor, you are ministering to people who need ministry. And uh, I we met, Bri- I met Brian because uh, we were doing our big Vanier blessing on Sunday, and that's where we give away all kinds of free stuff. And, and uh, you know, we've been kind of running into each other. And I met Brian two weeks ago, and he started telling me stories. And, and the first thing I thought was, man, I got to get this guy in my show. This is terrific. Now, Brian, how long have you been? Are you the chief cook and bottle washer and everything over at the Ottawa Freedom Center? Or are you just guy? Is the guy that's responsible for everything? And if everything goes wrong, they all blame you. What's your position there?
4: Well, I, we, there there is an ED, uh, but I, I I think that uh, I think I like to I, I like I like to think of myself as somebody who washes everything and gets it all done. I, okay, I I mean, okay. What's an
3: what's now. an ED? Does that mean executive director?
4: Yeah, that's what they call her. Oh, that's a girl. Um. She
3: just sits in the office and calls the shots. And and when you when she says jump, you say how high, right?
4: Well, I just jump. (laughs) I don't have a choice, right?
3: How many How many volunteers there total?
4: Eighteen right
3: now. Eighteen full time. -time. Now, uh, now before we get into a little bit of your story and your history, because it's a great story, tell us what Ottawa are you on the web.
4: We're on absolutely. You know, uh, it's uh, OttawaFreedomCenter dot org.
3: OttawaFreedomCenter dot org. Ottawa dot org. Yeah. Is there a picture of you?
4: There is not a picture. Oh, of them, you know, Brian! Now, come on! I'm
3: that. Here you are on my show, and I was getting all excited. Yeah. I could point people to the Ottawa Freedom Center, and they all want to know what you look like. You know, they want to see your Brad Pitt looks. You know, and, you, and your, you know, your, uh, uh, yeah. your, your Johnny Depp charm. And uh, so, I guess we'll have to forego that. And I'm just going to have to ask you, for people that don't mm-hmm. know, tell us what the mission is of Ottawa Freedom Center. What do you guys do like during the day? Like, uh, you know, do you sell? The, the-
4: the, the real mission is anybody who needs a helping hand at any time, 24-7, they, they come in, they get, they get service right away. The idea is, you know, we'll take anybody, you know, who comes in and says, well, I'm an addict, I've got this, I've got that. Uh, fantastic, but I need housing and I can't get the lease. We're going to help them get a lease uh, for a place to live. We're going to help them get cleaned up. We're going to help them feel better about themselves. We're going to get them to a, get them a sponsor, get them to a meeting, whatever we have to do, and then we've also got support staff that, once they're in a place, they are going to help them uh, while they're at home, and gr- and grow their lives, and not just not just grow their lives one way, you know in a, in a in a general way, but in a spiritual way too. That's our that's our our main mission. How long have people. you been with them? Uh, five years now. Five,
3: five years. years. Okay. Yeah. So n- now. Um... Uh, so uh, three in the morning, you guys are open.
4: If somebody needs us at three in the morning, um, we have five people on duty uh, all the time. So, so at always... the
3: at the facility, or is there a number that's out on on no. on the front of the of the of the uh, facility there?
4: Ha- have you seen Ghostbusters? Yes. Yes. Okay. Your place. So I, lo- I your place looks like the headquarters.
3: Yes. Your place looks like the headquarters of Ghostbusters.
4: I call it the Ghostbusters van because what happens is uh it goes to all five of us, whoever picks up, we go out um we answer whether it's at the hospital the you know uh one of the the um uh you know like chef Shep, chef's mission salvation Army, wherever it needs to be uh we'll go out and find out what's going on and uh you know. Uh, we we've answered calls, you know, three, four, five in the morning. So Whatever if I, if, to, I des- if, if I was desperate
3: if I was if I was walking down Montreal Road right around your place, okay, maybe mm-hmm. three blocks away. Let's say I got mugged, I got beat up, they took my wallet, they took my phone, they even took right. my shoes. It's winter, I'm in desperate need, and I can't no even call nine one one. And and I know where your place is. Is it going to be open? Is there going to be somebody there, or is there going to be a number there that I reach?
4: There's there is a, there's a number where people can call and it's toll free. They don't need to put quarters in anywhere, um, and they just dial it, and one of us will pick up. Wow! And, and we we will come and get them, find out what's going on, and then assess the situation from there.
3: So if I stumble into a bar at three in the morning in that condition, and I say, "Look, yes. I got to use your phone. It's not going to cost anything." If I know that number, Nothing. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna Nothing. get I'm gonna get somebody uh, I'm gonna get somebody's attention.
4: You will get someone's attention, believe me. And if it doesn't, on the very last, it'll go to a pager, and then we all uh, we all trade times on the pager, and we flip weekends as well. So that's our uh, our mission is to you know to try our best to get to the, to get to everybody at twenty four hours. Most of the times, um, you know, especially in the winter, we do stay open later. Um, it, our, you know, Thursdays we're usually open till about like ten o'clock at night. Uh, Fridays we're about the same. Uh, Saturdays, you know, and Sundays, especially in the winter, we try to stay open a lot more and keep the coffee on in the main drop-in so that people can come in whenever they need to. Uh, you'd be, you know, you'd be surprised. It's Montreal Road. Um, you know. Oh, I wouldn't uh, be
3: surprised. I'm there all the time.
4: (laughs) Well, no, I know you're I know you're not surprised. But, you know, we, we like to, we like to be there as much as we can. Do we miss a few? I'm sure we do. But we do the best we can with what we have. And uh, when we started it, we only had three, three rooms. Um, we had a toll-free number and about five staff. Wow. And we just, we just grew it. We just grew it. God grew it.
3: Okay, you know what? You know, it's, you know what's the cool thing about you know, running your own radio station? You don't have What's to bra- you don't have to break for news, or you don't have to break for an interlude if you don't feel like it. And I don't feel like it. I'm having too good a time talking to you, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna you know the 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 I do the, that on
4: my show. Well, the
3: information, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know that's uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, uh, yes, yes. We uh, uh, you know the the information interlude because of what we're doing in October, shutting down the show for a month and uh, mm-hmm. uh, bringing Nick Vandergracht on as well for Thursday nights. It, the, the information interlude is already out of date. So uh, and I'm you know. You're putting a charge in me like you did two weeks ago when I first met you. You know, I mean if you Well if, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed you, that a lot. If you meet Brian, folks, and you talk to him, you're gonna get inspired, okay? And and that's why I really wanted to have him on the show tonight. And uh, uh, Ottawa Freedom Center two sixty Montreal Road. Two
4: six five Montreal Road. Two six five. Yeah. Two six
3: five Montreal Road. Now, do you put people up overnight?
4: We don't. Well, we have done it before. We had mats. We're not supposed to, but we have done it. uh, I don't want to get you in trouble. Winter. Well, because it's uh, there's some bylaw issues about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, but right now uh, we're working with another organization called Soldiers Helping Soldiers with Captain Vicki Bryan, uh, and Captain Ryan is purchasing some beds for us. Um, So we're going to put up. uh, We're going to put up three. Uh, three, uh, and uh, we're going to do a little bit more work. That's that's all in the, in the upcoming news. Okay. But uh, we're we're hoping this winter to have everything going so that we can have everybody. So put up three, what are you talking
3: about, three rooms, three facilities, three beds? What are you talking about?
4: It will be three, uh, now only for mail right now, so there will be three bunk beds. Okay. So okay. Uh, we'll have facilities, a shower, the whole nine yards. That's what we're looking for and uh this is uh this was not even looked at in the beginning, but it's a ministry portion that we wanted to look at and with them um uh, you know uh, with the the veterans we we really uh association we really wanted to to do something different and um having them in is, has been a godsend because that's we've been able to do that now
3: now tell people so, how you're connected with veterans because that's not too common that you hear somebody who's sure. running you know a mission uh, on on in Vanier you know connected with <laughs> veterans so you got to explain yourself go
4: well i'm a cha- i'm the chaplain at the, uh, uh, the at the legion in, in Vanier at branch 462 so i started off in, in chaplaincy there and uh, eventually got hooked on the whole, um, you know, helping homeless soldiers, uh, and then got hooked up with uh, Captain Mark Eldridge and Captain uh, Vicky Ryan, and, and vicky has been doing this for a few years now. And so from there, we came up with this idea. She's looking for homeless vets all the time. She's in the news. Um, I'm just looking for people who are homeless who are looking for help. I can't, uh, I can't and- believe we
3: have homeless vets in this country. I can't believe well, it. Well, we
4: we had. I got to tell you a statistic that is really crazy. We had two this weekend alone. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but on in on Thursday night she found them, and we have a liaison officer who's a vet there. He works for us, and he's um he's a great man, Andre. So we had uh, one uh, native uh, uh, indigenous uh, um, native vet, and then we had uh, another gentleman who was in the Air Force. And uh, they, they both came in on the drop-in on Thursday, and we had them all weekend. And so we, we, we put them up in a hotel, and we did our thing, and, uh, you know, we found them a place for, for now. And, and, and you... that's the best thing.
3: Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: Oh, so, you know, I, I think at any time, uh, um, right now she's got a quote out in, in Canada that any time there's there's over 270 uh two hundred and seventy three actually I'm just quoting from the site. Two hundred and seventy three homeless vets right now at any given time. And uh it's there's lots of people that are, you know, quoting to do it but definitely Captain Vicky's out there doing it and uh she's at the Shepherds one week and she's at the mission and then she's over at our place and but we found two this weekend just in Vanier. So that that's disturbing to me that we, we just found them that that right there.
3: Tell me how you screen volunteers, because as we're doing the show here tonight, mm, you know, sometimes, what? sometimes it pushes people's buttons, you know, and they get kind uh, I of, I, I call it volunteer stars in their eyes. Oh, that's what I want to do. I want to change the world. And often they uh, don't, under, they don't understand the price. They don't understand what is required because you guys, and, 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 you know, and I've got so many friends that, you know, work in, in Christian missions and Christian missions, and I know this is biased, but I'm going to share my opinion anyway. They do please, a ten times ta- they do a ten times better job than government. Oh yeah, because you guys we yep. we understand. If you, can, if you can get rid of a problem by throwing money at it, you don't have a problem. But you see, that's not going to get rid of homelessness. That's not going to help the destitute just no. by throwing money at it. These no, people no. need relationships. These people, you and I know, uh, that you and I know, Brian, they need God, okay? But they don't need religion. They hate religion. In fact, a lot of them have been burned by religion, <laughs> and they run a million yep. miles away from it. But when they experience the love of Christ by somebody give them you know, giving them some food somebody giving them uh, help somebody helping them with their legal problems and their you know their problems getting maybe a, a a support kindness opens up people's heart to what Christ is all about okay so having said that you know mini sermonette there how do you, how do you screen volunteers somebody's all bright eyed and bushy tailed and they come man I want to do this how, how do you screen them how do you handle them
4: well I'll, I'll tell you <clears throat> the first thing you know um and and there's 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 five of us that will do it but screening volunteers is not easy. Uh, you have to find people who are passionate, and they have to be passionate about. And we do it there. There's three. They come in for three interviews uh, with us, and we put them to the test. And I put them in the drop in first. If they can handle the drop in, and I'm gonna be blunt, just like Christ, if they can handle the prostitutes, if they can love them, if they can handle someone who's on, you know, uh, fentanyl or morphine Whoa. or whatnot, you know. How many oh, yeah. So, yeah. How,
3: how many fentanyl cases have you have, have you come across?
4: Uh, you're looking at it this week alone, or are we looking? Yeah, at let's them? say this week. Uh, this week, I would say, and just off the top of my head, three or four.
3: Because hardly anybody knows how dangerous that stuff is. Like that is, is that is killing. Killer. It it's, is killing people across Canada. You know,
4: but it's only killing people because they don't know. They don't know. Unlike the morphine patch. And we're taught all this because we take a lot of courses about this. Yeah, course. yeah. But really quickly is that one side is very strong. It's twice as potent as the other side. So when they're cooking it, they don't know which one they're getting.
1: Oh, man. That's, and that's the whole thing. Like I've done, and, you know, I've done so quite
4: a bit of
3: research on it myself, and oh, my goodness. Like,
4: it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. M- most and, Canadians
3: and have no easy. idea how dangerous fentanyl is and how, how, how big a problem it is.
4: Well, it's it's usually used for for you know uh, cancer and and other you know major major uh, palliative care. Uh, it's it's not it was never intended for this in any way, or form. You take oxycodone off of the market. What did you think they were going to do?
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: They're going to move up. So what do you so, what do,
3: you, how do you, like mm-hmm. uh, I, what I'm getting from how you screen uh, volunteers if they can look mm-hmm. past the sin. If they can look past the to. the you damage, if they can look past to. the damage that, you know, literally the devil's done in these people and see that hurting soul, see that, you know, that, 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 you know, between the, underneath the guise of a prostitute that's got herself made up to make money, you know, they see that little girl that was probably more than likely abused as a child and, uh, you know, yep. learned how to hate, you know, uh, the right way. And uh hard as a rock, if they can see past that and see that soul that was made in Christ's image, uh, it makes all the difference. Now how do you know how do you know somebody can do that? How do you know you can tell that they're that they're connecting? What do you look for?
4: when they don't, well, well first of all, when they don't panic when one of the girls runs in and they're completely you know out of their mind or whether they're drunk or whatever, and we they know us well enough to say, oh, you're having dinner tonight and they absolutely calm down. And they're like, what are you having? Well, okay, well, come on in here. We'll get you something, blah, blah, blah. And, okay, great. You know, and is every, every night perfect? No. But a lot of them, all of a sudden, you look at their faces and they're pale. They're like, wow, how did you do that? It's like, I didn't do anything. First of all, A, God did it, and B... We're we're not necessarily trained, but they know us, and so they know as soon as they walk in. The you got park, a relationship
3: like, with them. You know them by first name, we, right? We
4: have a relationship. Well, they, they walk our female staff uh, right out to their cars in the yeah. winter to make sure they're safe. Yeah, yeah. And you know that's the that is that I'll tell you is is a is just that is a that's God. You got to see it to believe it. Um, just yeah, I don't sure know if I dealers. could do that.
3: I I don't know if I could do that. I want to jump in the car and beat the crap out of the guy, you know. But <laughs> God's still working <laughs> on me, you know.
4: Well, I guess the that new laws, come, I guess you know, that comes you, you from you, you I get laws I, earlier. I mean, the new laws are all different. It's, it's, I guess that comes from gone. me pastoring
3: biker church. You know. <laughs> well,
4: what? Well, okay. No, but, no, I no, 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 I got you. I you. I'm though. being facetious, okay? Don't you don't get don't. a volunteer to do that, but you get a volunteer to do that, right? I mean, you have to you have to really let them see, and not just the sin. You got to let them see all of it. You know, somebody asked me. I I, I was bandaging somebody's. Uh, uh, with the nurse, uh, somebody's uh, foot up the other day, and uh, it was last week actually. And and you know they said to me, "Wow, that's that's pretty cool." And I'm like, well, "No, it's just it had to be done." You, this this guy's got wet shoes. Remember that big rain we had about uh, a week oh, ago. Oh, listen,
3: I'm very familiar with blood poisoning yeah. and infections and everything, man. I've had exactly. I've had, had know, over fifty these, cases in my life. So,
4: <sighs> and even if we don't have it in the in the kitty, we will go out and buy. Brand brand new socks across. From, let we go back to Jean Coutu. We'll go down. <laughs> Jean we'll loves you. <laughs> shoes. Yeah, we keep a number of shoes in, but just in case. Hey, has
3: Jean been it. kicking in any freebies for you? Because you know they know the good work no, you're doing. No, no, no.
4: We tried that one. Do already. you want me
3: to go in there and hassle no. them for you?
4: No, you got to go to corporate. It's <laughs> going go to corporate. Give me the right corporate. phone numbers, Brian. <laughs> Well, they did they did give us some plates and spoons once, but uh yeah, that was ridiculous. Okay,
3: I got to ask you this, okay? And sure. uh, you probably aren't going to tell me, but I'm going to ask anyway. Well, might. Tell me about volunteers that you knew right away. Oh, no, this isn't going to work. What did you no, see? No, go ahead.
4: Good. Ahead. What did you yeah, see? You that, what
3: what what, what, what but, did you yes, see that he, made he, you think, "Uh-uh, this isn't going to work?"
4: Because it's they 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 see the they, they think it's a it's a glory job. And oh. it's great to put on a it's great to put on a resume that especially if you're going to be if you're coming from a, oh, I love this story, and they're not in business anymore, so I could say at Everest College, okay, they finish an addiction course, and it's a one-year course. I don't know what you can learn in one year, but anyway. <laughs> so they come in, and they do their placement, and uh, I'll just, you know. They, what do you mean they do, they do this placement?
3: What, what's the placement? What, what, what is that? What are you talking well, they about?
4: they got to do 500 hours. 500, do 500 hours, hours okay. From... Of what?
3: 500 hours. I'm listening. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, of placement before they can graduate. Okay. So they have to stay for five hundred hours. Plus we have them do two hundred and fifty hours of our time uh to let them you know, to just to see if they if they if they meld with us.
3: They can cut it. But
4: usually what what they do is just graduate and you know, you can't see people uh, unless you really know what's going on in the center. Because some days can be very dead and whatnot, you know, especially near check day. Okay, that's that's a dead those are dead days. But <laughs> one week later Uh, they're coming in for everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, people have to be able to, you could just tell right away, they're just, they're just not ready, A, for the the commitment of volunteering, you know? Um, some people, like you've met Purette, like, there's, there's, there's a woman who knows God and she knows how to, wow. She doesn't flinch, she doesn't
3: flinch for nothing, right? She doesn't,
4: she's, she works for God, I'm telling you. Um, (laughs) she's on the, she's on the speed dial. Okay. So, you know, but... A volunteer, you just see in their eyes, you know. And then there's others who just—I have three or four that are just—they are dedicated, twenty-four-seven. Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Sue, I can call it. She wasn't even a pastor when I met her, uh, but she found God like right, right at the center. She just, she just fell in love with it.
3: So uh, um, the ones that don't cut it, they start standing aloof. They kind of like uh, taking up space and not doing much, or like uh, they show fear. Well,
4: they, they they show that you see if you show fear you're right you're right on the money if you show fear if you show and we give them a little time I mean you got to give them a couple of shifts to mm-hmm. see what it's like but you can tell when they can't answer the phone or they don't want to take a call from somebody who's high or drunk uh, or somebody who's in, in trouble or somebody who's got anxiety, you know, anxiety uh, somebody who's just they, they've lost their house because their landlord's you know a slumlord I mean you know they they need to it's not just the training; they just they just don't have the passion to get in there. And you know, it's it's sad sometimes because you got to say, you know, I'm sorry, but we, you know, you need to try somewhere else.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk to Brian Markley, folks? I mean, I'm having a blast talking to him here. But I do want you to know that you can talk to them, okay? you can. If you want to call in, 343-700-4390. If I'm not asking the right questions, if I'm not bringing up something that you want to know, call in right now. 343 700 4390 562 4766 is the long distance line. That's one 562 4766 When we come back, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about how we got into this whole mess here. And, you know, how in the world does a cop in Toronto end up, you know, helping the homeless and the destitute on uh, Montreal Road in Vanier? Okay, Uh, more great stuff to come. You stay with us.
2: The federal government climate change town halls are a disgrace. They have allowed eco-activists to dominate meetings. Some members of parliament are even working directly with extremists to co-host town halls. This is inappropriate. MPs are elected to represent all of their constituents, and no group should have privileged access or control over public consultations. Each town hall begins with unsubstantiated global warming propaganda from the local MP. Ottawa Town Hall attendee Dr. Rod Packwood said, The government is clearly biasing the town halls in such a way as to generate supposed public support for the point of view they hold dear. They want to be able to say, look, Canadians are behind us. Don't let the government get away with this. We need your input at the September 7th Climate Change Town Hall at the Darcy McGee High School Auditorium at 925 Boulevard de Plateau in Gatineau starting at 7 p.m. The future of Canada is at stake. This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. Who's that man makes shawarma taste like no one can? The king! And he can do anything! There's a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown. The
3: Garlic King. So
2: tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouse, full. I'm just talking about the king.
5: And
3: I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma. Really Lebanese, home of the Garlic King.
1: St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway, makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timmos 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timmos2000.com.
3: Welcome back. If you're uh, just joining us, we're delighted to have Brian Markle with us tonight. Brian is the... What is your title at the Ottawa Freedom Center, Brian? Uh,
4: well, I, I, I have a few. Uh, but What's your favorite one? Cha- chaplain.
3: Chaplain. He is the yeah, chaplain of the Ottawa Freedom Center. Works for me. It works for you. What's the so one what's the I'm title you don't like the most? <laughs>
4: uh well, Yeah, we can't say that on the air with
3: Okay, yeah, okay. The yeah, sta- yeah, I know, the, only t- the,
4: ones that I know the I know the KU- people
3: you're working with and I I can imagine, you know, what they call you during times of, uh, you know, extreme uh, stress. Uh okay. Uh, Ottawafreedomcenter.org folks, and now they do not have a picture of Brian there, which, you know, I'm grieved over that, but yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to
4: tell you why. Okay, go for it. Okay. Really quickly, so I work in the re. that's my main area is reintegration. So now explain reintegration, jail,
3: explain reintegration, not everybody knows what that is.
4: Reintegration is when we bail somebody out of out of jail, mm-hmm. um, or uh, we work a lot in Cornwall Court, and we bring <clears throat> somebody back with us, we get them into detox or, or whatnot. Um, you reintegrate them
3: into society, don't you?
4: Well, that's the whole idea, yeah. and unlike John Howard, uh, and, and I i take my hat off to them uh we try to take uh, as best we can every single person um their case uh we have three three case managers on one person so there's myself and two others and the idea of reintegration is yeah is to bring them uh completely back into uh into society where they are they are contributing back into society and healing they're living productive lives Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all want that, right? What's that got to do so, with you not
3: having your picture on the website?
4: <laughs> which is why I don't. Yeah, because when you work in that, yeah, it's kind of a bit dodgy there.
3: So it's a security thing.
4: That's all it is. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, you, but you're such a good-looking guy, Brian.
4: Well, I don't know about that. I'm trying to thin. Okay, now,
3: right now, on. Brian, you <laughs> were a cop in Toronto for how long?
4: Uh, a few years. A few years. I I started an auxiliary. Um, went up into SPC, and then went into... What's, what's SPC? Inter- what's SPC? Special Constable. Special, special
3: constable. constable. What's special then about a constable? Into... What's special about a constable that's SPC?
4: Uh,
3: Why the title uh, special? By
4: by the time... By the time...
3: What? Why the title special? What's special about an SPC? Why do they get that title, Special Constable?
4: Lower pay grade.
3: <laughs> so you're special because <laughs> you don't make as much money?
4: Well, yeah, and you do a lot less, yeah. You're not a, you're not on the road. There was uh there of were dig- different things to do back then. And uh it was more court back. There was a lot of court court to uh, transportation. Okay, okay. Um and then I went into what's called ICRU at the time. Uh and we had a whole new police ICRU chief. stands for new.
3: I don't know the I don't know the police acronyms here, Brian. You yeah, got to help so me. Yeah,
4: I'm going to break it down. So it's called Intercommunity Relations Unit. Okay. And the unit was based on every single per- officer um auxiliary or not or parent force, every officer, uh even the civilian sorry there was no civilian. Every officer was from a different culture. So the idea is we all got around the table, uh, and there was twenty seven or thirty of us, I can't remember how many, uh maybe a little more, and every single culture was represented at the table. And uh I um I you know there's there's no political way to say this uh, but I was the, I guess, token Caucasian male.
3: <laughs> wow. Uh, there were, there,
4: and I and I signed up because I I really thought at that point you know what maybe I could do other things in the community, and uh, there were there were issues and uh, again uh, publication bans and I decided you know due to I mean Toronto just became uh, worse and worse and worse, and I I said no that's that's enough
3: that's enough. How many years?
4: uh total about five,
3: so you left for the and please don't let me put words in your mouth, okay you no, left no. because just can't handle the political crap anymore. is that unfair or like
4: the politics was only what, just one portion um uh, there were there was there was more to it uh it wasn't just politics uh we we had our own um uh we had our own issues internally much i, I think much more than Ottawa. I mean, Toronto. The GTA is so huge and so massive.
3: And you know what's I been mean, in the papers here the last few days on that? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, now, I, with I the along. with the work you do on Montreal Road. You mm-hmm. must have you must have buddies that are that are cops, okay? You must know I, the cop. You must know the cops yeah, I in have, the area. I have a
4: few,
3: yeah. Do yeah. they know you're an ex-Toronto cop? Uh,
4: there's a couple that do. In fact, the the the, uh, well, uh, Matt Scott's been on my show and uh, more than once. And uh, okay, I sit I sit down with him every once in a while, and I I have the greatest of respect for Matt and the work that he does with his. his brother, our, our, our brothers, and his brothers. Matt
3: Scoff is the head of the police union. I we should make he that is, make yep. people aware of that yeah, in case sorry, you know I who I should he is. have
4: made that clear. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been and talking a is. lot
3: about him the last few days, so people that listen to my show ought to know by now. You know.
4: <laughs> well, Matt. Matt also was a. I don't know if people know he he spent ten years as a sergeant in Vanier. Hmm. So so it's not like he, he he hasn't
3: been a cop, but he doesn't know what's going on.
4: Well, you know, he's he's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah. Best. Yeah. And it's difficult when you're when you're the union president, and then you've got, you know, you've got the the head of the police chief, you have know, got the chief, and you got these staff inspectors, and they're not exactly on the road and in touch anymore. And you know, no matter what anybody thinks, it's it's ten times more dangerous than it used to be, ten years ago, twenty years ago, or or, or longer. You know, it's, uh, it's a couple of years. It's I mean, you're talking talking a couple of murders to now fifty murders. Where we used to have that in, in Toronto, you know, it would be 50 murders in the 90s, was big. And now it's a lot more than that.
3: Brian, tell me how you control the urge to, you know, w- w- want to take a two-by-four to the head of a pimp. Cause <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, because I tell you, I tell you, I mean, because, like, like, I mean, because, I've, I, I mean, uh, I've encountered t- them as well, you know, being in the neighborhood. And it is everything within me, it is everything Last within year, me to not get violent.
4: And I'm a There's pastor. You know, violence is something we I don't I don't uh, I don't put up with because I I just I just can't. But you know it doesn't look good for a pastor anyway. Well, but, tell, uh, hey, I've never succumbed you
3: know, to my yeah. inner urges. Okay, and you know I confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. So it's it's good for me to confess it. But I mean, you you have encountered them. How do you handle that? Like I,
4: I, you just you just do you just do you you tell talk me how people. tell me how you t- talk d- them down. We have courses, uh, non-violent crisis intervention. Um, you know, assist. Uh, we, we we look at the. There's, we have other courses. We have people that come in. We, could, we go out to take courses on on violence and whatnot, and we and also on the drugs on the street too. Because a lot of these guys in 2015, just on Montreal Road alone, we lost three girls the under 25. Ugh. Okay. Um and you know one of them is in our window right now. Still got a picture of her up from,
3: from now. We're we're talking. Uh, you lost you lost him to drug overdoses.
4: That's correct? Yeah. Okay. And and that is not just from the drugs. It's from the drugs. From most of them seeing. You know. You know. I don't know how many guys, but I'm going to guess the Johns are between. You know, three, four on a slow day, up to some of them fifteen in a day, Man. and some of these girls are you know that's i mean they can hit 1415 but we we get them at you know the ones i we have now they've been there a few years so you know they're usually about 20 19 20 21 Ugh. and uh you know so the people you see them going up and down you know who's in control and uh you just you let them know you just let them know and some days we we have a little our own little I don't know call security force we have our own little our own little group and they're you wouldn't see, be surprised at some of these these there's a couple of a couple of the women that come out and we just we let them know we're there to protect these these girls have you seen girls need protection have
3: you seen girls assaulted absolutely oh jeez
4: absolutely Man alive. It, and and you know what you you have to follow some procedures you call the police do your thing you let them know exactly what's going on and then you know if necessary uh, you blow whistle how throw, throw what you
3: how often does the perpetrator get uh, get charged?
4: Uh, not not often enough. I no, mean yeah, that's just yeah, the way it is, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, um, because a lot of the times there See, are. I'm, get, I'm getting a are, pit in
3: my stomach just you telling me that there. I, that's just that just makes me want to barf.
4: Well, that's the way it is. I yeah, mean, I know. You, you, again, we are we are back on Munchell Road, and then for a little while the girls will follow the drug dealer. Um, they will. We had a drug dealer living in our basement at one point, and uh, it was just. Oh, I mean, it was mayhem. It was in the. It was in the Toronto. Sorry, the Ottawa Sun. Um, until we 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 had a battering ram. I don't know how I got that in, but we did. Anyway, and we um, we had some some police take them out, and and then all the girls were gone because they moved. They moved over over to Blake Avenue, but when he got busted, they all moved back over, and so, you know it. My my worst fear is in the wintertime because what happens is a lot of the girls they beg us to stay uh you know out of the cold because when we send them back out, you know, the worst snowstorms. Remember that last one we had, which was that last bang where no cars were moving and it was all high snow. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you know, I've got the the girls are in, in high heel boots and yes, shoes yes, out there. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: You know? Now, and I, if that doesn't break your heart, you know?
3: Yeah. Now you should be able to, and I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but, you know, Go ahead. You, you know your stuff. you you got to have a couple stories that, you know, are are uh, stories of transformation, stories of lives that are turned right around, stories that were at the bottom of the barrel, and now they're, you know, uh, the, the spiritual, you know, transformation of what God has done, you know, keeps you in the business. You got any stories like that? That you, you can know, tell there's, us. There's,
4: there's, there's, more than yeah. There's more than one, um, and and they're not they're not all perfect. Um, I I have a guy. Give
3: um, me the ones that you love telling about, and we're coming up to the information interlude, and it's our last. Perfect. It's our but hold it. It's our last show tonight, folks. Till October the second. Okay, if you're just joining us, we are shutting down the show till October second until we are in our. Our uh, uh, permanent studio that we're putting together. I've been putting it together for some time now, and we want to do it right. So we're taking a month and shutting down the studio for uh, a month. And on top of that, so you don't get ticked off to me, Nick Vandergracht is joining us. Nick Vandergracht is going to be hosting his own show right in this time slot on Thursday nights. So no more repeats of the Ask the Pastor show. Nick is going to be live on Thursday nights. We're super excited about that. He starts October 6th. And uh, the reason I'm kind of talking all over you, Brian, is because I don't want to go to the information interlude here i'm having such a good time talking to you and uh, you know i run the i run the council communications uh, uh, broadcast network so uh, uh um i want to i want to hear your favorite stories to share with people the ones that 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 build your faith up and your volunteers faith up more than any of them give me a couple of them
4: well i had i have this guy he's uh 22 uh he started with me about two and a half years ago came in um and, you know, uh, he asked me for money. And all he wanted to do, he was a squeegee kid. And he said, you know, all I want to do is I uh, want to get some food. And, um, you know, I want to do your windows for 10 bucks." And I said, well, I'll do one better. I'll take you over to Eastview Pizza. And uh, we'll get whatever you want. And um, I'm still going to give you the 10 bucks after you do my windows. So um, he thought about it for about, I don't know, 10 seconds. And uh, he said, okay, that sounds good. So I said, well, let's go get the food. So... We walk out and do our thing and I think he's getting a little, you know, nervous about like, okay, what you know, you gotta preach to me, what are you gonna do? And I'm like, Well, first of all, you know, here's you know here's this, here's that. We get the food, we come back and I've never seen any kid eat so fast in his life. And then I realized... How old he's was not he? Just well, this is the thing. Okay. I thought he was sixteen. Yeah. He's twenty five.
3: Oh my
0: twenty
4: five. So he's 25 years old, and he looks like he's 16. That's pretty good and for a kid on the
3: street to be looking like he's 16 when he's 25. You know.
4: Well, you know what though? Here's the sad part. He rolls up his sleeve.
3: Oh and no! There's,
4: there's track marks everywhere. Uh, and I said to him, I said, Chris, we gotta get, we gotta get you some help. We gotta get you tested. We gotta get this cleaned up. So I said, look. He said, look, I, I got to get back to work. I got to make like two, three hundred bucks today. So I found out a lot more about him, and. And Chris is a unique story, and you know what? You know, there's this is unfortunately It's gonna be hard to swallow. So it's it's very difficult. Um, so he did he, he did all that. He came back up. I gave him the ten dollars, and he said, "You know what? I have to go use, and I need some clean pipes and screens and and uh, and needles." So I said, "Okay, well, we'll get you all that. I don't you know, transferring you know HIV and all that stuff." And I said to him, "I want you to come back." Uh, in a week, and do the windows again. So, I don't know if maybe about sorry about that. Maybe about two days later, he came back and he said, "I got to do windows again." And I said, "Chris, you don't need to do windows. And we're gonna make this. I'll get the story going moving." But I said, "You don't need to do windows." I said, "You need to eat." So I took him over again and came back and and we fed him. And uh, the next night was the drop in. I said, "Look, you know what? The windows are gonna need doing in the drop in." And my office needs cleaning. And everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. He's going to steal something. He's going to rob something. You know, and I said, no, no. I said, we're, we're good. So I let him do some cleaning and whatnot, and I still gave him the 10 bucks. He did a great job. Unfortunately, he got into some trouble. So I went to visit him in the jail back and forth. So he got clean because he had no choice for 90 days. Yeah. When he came, When he came out, he came to me and he said, if you don't help me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna use.
5: Yeah. Said, yeah. Okay.
4: yeah. Yeah. I said okay. So I said let's try and work some things out. So we got him up. We ended up getting him a place. I'll move it ahead. Uh, it was just a room uh, in in Vanier and I said I want you to come every day. I want you to come every day, and you know what? We're gonna talk, and and you know, we're gonna get things for you to do. So he started vacuuming, doing this and that, and then I found out he had a daughter. Oh my. Back in BC. Oh in BC. So I, he said, I really want to go out and see her, but i got to go out clean. I said, show me your arms. And he was back at it. And I said, listen, Ugh. you clean up, I'll buy you a ticket, and you can go out and you can come back. I said, give me your, you know, where are you going to stay with my mom? Okay, great. Give me your mom's number. So I coordinated with her. I got a ticket. She, was, she hadn't heard from him in years. So they were ecstatic. About a month later, he was doing well. We got him out to B.C. Uh, I think he stayed for about two weeks. He came back, and uh, I said, look, you got to do something with your life. He said, I don't know where I'm going to go. Well, like, I, don't, I can't do this. I can't get a job. So a local, I can't name it, but a local restaurant said, and uh, they're, they're pretty hardcore. It's, it's a hardcore restaurant as far as uh, late-night bands drinking the whole nine yards. But I said, Chris, I said, you have choices here. I said, you know what, why don't you take the choice of I'll get you this job, you stick it at it, but you test. Like I'm going to test you with our. We've got test strips there. You can't. You can't even smoke marijuana. You got to stay clean. So that's what he did, and uh, to this day, he still got the same job. Uh, he hasn't moved out of where he's living.
3: For how long has I he had it now?
4: He's been out. He's been out of it for about a year now.
3: And he's, he's clean. And he stayed clean.
4: Well, because he still comes in for testing.
3: Dang, that guy's got to come to my church, Brian.
4: Well, I'm not so sure he hasn't been.
3: <laughs> okay, I may already know him then.
4: <laughs> you're not so sure he hasn't been. I probably and, uh, do
3: know him because you like that's just boy. That's the fun of partnering with groups like you, man. I mean, because uh, you know, you know, if somebody like that can find a church where they're accountable and you know people love them and they're they're having a good time and uh, building relationships, man, they're almost on the way, aren't they?
4: Well, you know what, and I, and, and I think you've met one of my other ones from reintegration. He's only 18, and this is just, this is a story. I'm in court tomorrow with him, and I'm standing up for him in court in Cornwall. He's 18 years old, and we're talking morphine. Uh, we are talking fentanyl. Ugh. We are talking ecstasy. We are talking, I mean, I mean, we're talking, the marijuana that he did daily was $150. Stealing from his parents, I mean, you have no idea. He prostituted himself. He did everything. Okay, he's 18 years old. And so uh, I, I mean, we we actually when we had him, we we decided uh, it was Piret's uh, decision with with me that we would take him to the to your church. He really he enjoyed that.
3: Now that's he's the, the clean, young man I met with Piret. I won't yeah, mention his name.
4: No, he's clean thirty days now, as of today. And tomorrow I'm in court to speak for him, and it's it's a privilege. You know, I I really think that. If you'd asked me a couple of years ago, you know, really, did I really want to pastor? Did I want to do this? You know, and am I any saint? No. But you know what? I really love helping people, and I think that's where God put me in to said, you don't have a choice, Brian. This is what you're going to do. It's There's no choice here. So when I, you know, I, I, I feel honored that I can go and stand up for this kid and say, he's clean. I know he's clean. I can prove he's clean, and he's doing well. And that's uh, that's, yeah, that's where we are, and... I mean, really quick. Third story is we did take one young lady out of the trade, and she does a uh, she does a a, a, a sex worker drop in uh, with us once a week, and uh, she starts about uh goodness, about six a.m. once a week, and basically it's only for the girls, and that's it. And, uh, and they she just has it. a
3: place where they feel safe. They can talk, and they can and you can build relationships with them, and hopefully, hopefully, make a difference in their life
4: you got it you got it and reaching out to them and we don't get involved in a lot of that because she handles it very well yeah Whatever she knows their world needs. yeah yeah and so i think that's about really uh, you know some those are some of the top stories but i mean there's, there's probably other ones but it's just it's it's a uh, it's an honor to do god's work in in, in Vanya. and you know for all of us but uh it definitely just to even be there and i can tell you how many times i sold my boat last year just to keep the rent going and you know what that was um that was a, still a blessing because, I, you know, God kept us, he's blessed us in many ways. And we're still going and we're still working uh, to, uh, to save lives and bring people to Christ. I mean, that's important, too.
3: Brian, I don't know if you've ever been asked this. But if you have, then you'll What's have that? no problem answering it. But, and if you haven't, sure. it's probably a fun question. Let's say right now, um, you know, if somebody's listening. Okay. What would you do if somebody plopped 50000 bucks on you guys? As a donation, where would that money go right now? If you had f- somebody write out a check to the Ottawa Freedom Center for fifty thousand bucks, where would it go? What would happen to that?
4: That's a well. First of all, I think we like we we did once we we had a a, a person die of cancer and they left us enough to pay one month sorry one year of rent. So the wow. first thing I would do is pay a year ahead of rent. Okay, uh, the smartest thing I can ever do, I, I never did. Um, I think the next thing is I I'd, I'd get some some more programming people in. And uh, you know, okay, programming uh, describe, people.
3: What, uh, describe to me programming people.
4: Clinical directors. Uh, well, we have a clinical director, but uh, I get to, I get a couple more nurses. I mean, that's exciting just thinking about it. I'm just going. So wow. professionals. You know, much more. I mean, we have professionals. Uh, they they volunteer their time, and we we fill the slots. But I would get more so that we could do more weekend work. I put a full overnight staff on, and I would finish the downstairs so that we could begin to uh, be in early to have bunk beds and showers and get people in off the street this winter. So you that's want you I
3: would do. like to house people as well. What are the legal hurdles? What has to happen as far as licensing and zoning and stuff like that for that to happen there?
4: We're on that already and uh, that's going to be probably that's going to be probably part of the part of the options or the problems that we're going to have, but uh, we already know some of them. So we we've got over a few of the hurdles already. The problem is, and let me just say it straight out, is that we, we do have some city, you were talking about government, I'm just going to say so. city government, who do not want to have that on Montreal Road. But thank God for Captain Vicki Ryan, because because of that, we can get through some of those hurdles already.
3: Now, folks, as you've been listening to Brian, you're probably thinking, man, he like, John, you need to have this guy on more often. He's very articulately smart. Presents his case perfectly. Well, one of the reasons, folks, is because the guy's got his own weekly radio show on CKCU. Brian, tell him when it's on.
4: Uh, well, we on we're on from uh, not, uh, six to seven a.m. You had me go in there for a second. Uh, six to seven a.m. When we're live and uh, Sunday mornings. Every, every sorry, every Thursday morning. Every
3: Thursday every th- morning, six. So you're on tomorrow morning, six a.m. No, I, I to actually, seven a.m.
4: I'm on repeat tomorrow. I gotta say that. Yeah, but I, you're I'm still. Actually, if they go to, what's the
3: FM uh, uh, numbers on it?
4: it's live it's is, it is It's live
3: 93.1 93.1 so folks if you get up at 93 uh, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m and put 93.1 on you're going to hear brian's show that he does on ckcu and uh, and it's every thursday morning six to seven isn't it
4: we were every two weeks and this this year we decided to go back just recently to uh to go back to every week because it's uh it's been a, it's been a good draw for us incredibly good draw and uh We've been able to uh with the blessings of the nine three point one and CKCU to uh to do a lot more and, and reach out to a lot more uh people and give them a, a good message every week. And it's a talk show, so it's it's so a do lot you have, of fun.
3: Do you have people phoning in live?
4: We have people uh, that we pre we preset live, yes. Okay. And then we obviously bring people in. Uh the studio is uh it's it's state of the art, it's it's great, I like it. Um, it's probably not, you know, it's not CBC, but it's uh, Brian. It's, it's nobody's good. CBC.
3: Nobody's got uh, access to the taxpayers to pay the bills to the nose like <laughs> CBC does. Okay.
4: <laughs> no, no. We now, were, some mean, of my list. Some
3: of my listeners are yeah. now saying, "Oh yeah, great, John. This is going great. You had to get cynical. You had to go after CBC before the end of the show, didn't you?" Anyway.
4: <laughs> well, no, no. I think we both could do that one. <laughs>
3: Yeah, all they need to do to push your buttons is listen to you a little longer. Right, Brian?
4: <laughs> well, it works for you. It works for me.
3: Brian, I want you tomorrow to give Pirette and everybody at the, the Ottawa Freedom Center a great big hug. Thank you so much for doing this. I am looking forward to you being a regular on Ask the Pastor. Probably have you on maybe once every three or six months or whatever. Uh, you definitely exceeded my expectations. It's an absolute delight to have had you on tonight, and it's even more of a delight to be working so close to you in Vanier. And I'm working. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to you know Ottawa Freedom Center and, and Capital City Bikers Church. You know linking up on some projects. It's going to be exciting to see what God does, boy.
4: God bless you. and Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Good having you on, ready. Brian. We're God excited. bless you.
3: God bless you. Take care.
4: Take care.
3: Okay. I got a I got a new hero in the city of Ottawa. Can't don't you just love that guy? And let me tell you something. Um, he's more than what you've just heard, okay? He's the real deal. And uh I had the privilege of being down at the facility and and I'm really looking forward to, you know, working with them and Vanier. And uh, uh, OttawafreedomCenter.org. You know, if you think that you know, I need more purpose and meaning in my life, hey, go down there and check it out. I don't think anybody at that place would mind if you showed up there to hey, I heard Brian on uh, on late night council and I just came around to you know, check the place out. I think they'd be thrilled, you know, that somebody that isn't connected with them is taking an interest, and um, boy if god is talking to you in any kind of way that boy there'd be a good place to invest some money yeah i would agree with that totally totally man i'm glad we had him on i am so glad we had him on and he is going to be a regular i'm telling you right now uh we got some important music uh music important music too all the music's important i like the music do you like the music i like the music um, we got some important messages to do. I've, I've forfeited the information interludes tonight because uh, uh, of the major news that uh, we broke to you at the beginning of the program, which I will tell you again when we get back because I know people come in and out from the show. And uh, more, ask the pastor. Uh, I haven't got any calls outside of guests tonight, uh, which is fine if you want to just sit back and listen. That's good. But, we, you know, we love hearing from you. I got some emails I got to go over. They look like they could be airworthy. Keep them under six lines. jc at com. 343 74390 in the Capital Region. That's 343 74390 and one 844 562 That's 1-844-562-4766. This is our last show until October the 2nd. Now, that's a bit stark and might have caught you off guard, but uh, I'll tell, share the good news with you when uh, we get back from these messages. Stay with us.
2: That man makes shawarma taste like no one can The Garlic King And he can do anything
3: wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal
2: gown
3: The Garlic King So tasty Man, this food is so good Don't talk with your
2: mouse food I'm just talking about
3: the king And I can dig it Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's
1: best shawarma Really Lebanese, home of the Garlic King St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans Garlic, I love it Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning Comes right to your driveway, makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timmos 2000com
5: Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile.
1: EMM Group is the authorized IntegraSpec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete farms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made IntegraSpec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at IntegraSpec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist 613-835-2600. Thank you.
3: back to ask the pastors on i said ask the pastors plural wow ask the pastor the first phone and radio show i ever did was called ask the pastors because i did it with my dad my dad and i started ta- doing talk radio together okay we started at the same time he had never been on talk radio before and i had never been on talk radio we started in windsor back in 1982 Who cares, John? Well, I care. Every once in a while it gets out there. Uh, It's Open Line, Open Topic, as it always is on Ask the Pastor Night. Uh, If you're just tuning in, boy, make sure you download the podcast. We just had Brian Markle on here, who is the chaplain of the Ottawa Freedom Center on Montreal Road. and, And he really lit it up here. Boy, it was good to have him on. And uh, this is our last show until October the second. We are shutting down the show for the month of September because we are moving into our permanent uh, studio, which you know has been part of the plan ever since we came back on the air in May. And there's been a number of hurdles, and we wanted to get you know the thing up and going close enough to when I left CFRA to let people know, yeah, it's not dead, council's still going, okay? And uh, uh, the show has been growing in numbers, it's been growing in interest, and we've been growing in technical know-how, and uh, we know to make this thing permanent and to give it long-lasting legs, it needs a permanent home. And to do it right, we're going to shut down the show for a month, And uh, when we come back, our next show is going to be on October the 2nd. We'll still be a presence on the web. I'll still be tweeting out. I'll still be communicating with people on Facebook and stuff like that, okay? But when we come back on October 2nd, I want you to know, and here's the good news, and here's what makes it worth the while. I know you love my show, but I also know you love Nick Vandergrack. Nick Vandergrack is going to be coming back full-time on the Council Communications Network on Thursday nights. He is gonna be our, our our permanent I say semi permanent because I hope we don't tick Nick off. I hope he likes it doing it doing it here because we're delighted to have him and uh, he has agreed to come on uh, and and host the Thursday night show live for two hours, taking your calls and being Nick like you've never heard Nick before. and And we're super super excited uh, with that development and we're looking forward to that taking place. So keep that in mind. We're back live October the second, and uh, Nick Vandergrack is going to debut on the Council Communications Network on uh, Thursday Thursday October. October the 6th, but it's Ask the Pastor tonight. You know, we've still got some of the problems of the world to solve together here. And, uh, you know, on Ask the Pastor night, it is open line, open topic, but, you know, I, I, I approach everything you bring to the program from a biblical perspective, from a, a, a faith perspective. And uh, I was really, really discouraged, really discouraged over the weekend because I got built up. Patrick Brown, the leader of the Conservative Party, you know, made a bold statement that he was going to axe the radical sex ed uh, uh, curriculum that uh, Kathleen Wynne has forced upon school boards across Ontario. With uh, and you know the the so-called parental consultation that she had was nothing but window dressing. It wasn't parental consultation at all. Uh, the parents that had any say in it were handpicked, and they were handpicked based on whether the you know the principals would uh, 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 whether these people would agree with uh, 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 the curriculum and not cause any trouble. And anybody that was ever activist or you know ever, ever against any type of changes in sex ed curriculum was avoided in any of those parental consultations. So they were not. They were anything but parental consultations. It was forced upon the families and uh, the school boards of Ontario. And uh, when Patrick Brown over the weekend said, you know, if I'm elected, I'm going to scrap the sex ed curriculum. And he specifically said, he got into detail, he said, I'm going to replace it with something that parents have a say in. We are going to have real parental consultations and parents are going to decide how their kids are taught about sex. And I thought, I thought to myself, man, that's, I can't believe it. You know, that is a breath of fresh air. I mean, you would think that that would be the most common and accepted uh, way to pass legislation for a uh, sex ed curriculum by having parents involved. Okay? And finally, a, a provincial political leader that is making some sense, that, that, that I could actually get, you know, semi-excited about. Well, his words are not out in the media no more than 24 hours when he's coming out with a retraction, and he says, no, 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 I regret sending that letter and that detailed you know, message of how I was going to take out the sex ed curriculum, and I want it known that I fully support Kathleen Wynne, and I fully support you know, her sex ed curriculum, and we've got to be progressive, and we've got to be you know, attuned to the realities of the culture and everything, and, and my heart went into my feet, Okay. Because uh, if you are, a, and again, I want your thoughts on this, three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. If you are a practicing Christian, in other words, you're not just showing up for church, like you're not a CEO Christian, that means Christmas and Easter's only, and you know, the occasional wedding or funeral. If you're serious about your faith in Christ, okay, and you're a practicing Christian, we no longer have any, any, uh, um, any uh, major party in Ontario, and I think a strong argument can be made for, uh, for uh, uh, Canada now, that at least upholds our values. And not only do we not have any major parties upholding our values, our values are being assaulted. Our values are being ridiculed. And more and more, if you espouse those values or adhere to them or promote them or say that you adhere to them in the wrong setting, you're going to get sued. Okay? You're going to get hauled before some type of human rights court. And uh, so how, how do you handle that if you're passionate about your faith? Okay? Now, uh, the model of our faith has always been Christ. You know, th- that whole saying, what would Jesus do? That's more than a cliche. Those of us that follow Christ, we take that seriously. Okay? But how do you balance that with, with you know, our kids in our schools having a morality that we disagree with forced upon them? And perish the thought! If we would, you know, uh, access maybe some of the special rules that says, you know, we could sit out those courses. You know what happens to kids that you know remove themselves from the courses. You know, the rest of the kids are there. What's wrong with this person? You know, and the ridicule it can be merciless on children. How do you how do you fight that? How do you how do you you know do you do you you, is protesting proper? Is screaming and yelling proper, or is? I don't know. I mean, the way the way my wife and I handled it when our kids were in school, and it wasn't that bad back, you know, 15, 20 years ago when my kids were in public in high school, we were always engaged with the faculty in the schools. We were, you know, bringing the staff muffins and volunteering on just about every, like, sport and every kind of, uh, you know, school trip we could. I mean, I got to know my kids' friends because, you know, I, I went on, on field trips with them, and it was fun. And, you know... I, I, if and when I, you know, there was a discussion on morality, you know, I had already built relationships and my wife and I had already built relationships with the staff, you know, it carried some weight. You can't protest, you can't scream and yell if people don't know who you are, if you're not in a relationship with them. Does that even, does that even cut it today? You know, how do you handle it? And, and it, it's, it's. It's a frustrating thing, and it's getting, it's getting worse too. I mean, you have heard me quote the cardinal of uh, uh, Chicago, Archbishop. I can't remember his name. Slips my name. Uh, slips my memory right now. But he died in in uh, twenty twelve, I believe. And he said one of the most profound uh, statements, and uh, uh, just a, a few months before he died, he knew he was dying of cancer. And in direct relation to how how hateful the culture is becoming to uh, uh, um, biblical morality. He said, I'm going to die in a hospital bed. My my, uh, 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 um, successor, you know, the guy takes my place, my successor will probably die in prison. And his successor will probably be martyred in the public square. Now, that's quite stark. I, I understand that. That's quite... Some people could even accuse him of being sensational. But if you knew the Cardinal of Chicago... You would know that he was anything but sensational. I mean, an incredible, sincere, uh, you know, a tender-hearted, a soft-spoken uh, yet firm in his convictions, uh, you know, Christian leader. And and I fear that it's getting that way. And I think one of the reasons why it's going to go down that road is because most serious followers of Christ and and, and nominal Christians, for sure, you know, the CEO types, you know, Christmas and Easter only and, and the occasional wedding and funeral, you know, and the people who think that they're Christians because they were born in a, in a so-called Christian country— you know they are capitulating and caving into uh, attacks on biblical morality more and more and more because they're of the mindset, oh, it, it, it'll never get that bad. Yeah, you know it's not it's not going to go that far. I, I I beg to differ. I I really do. And uh, I use the example. And, and I talked about it on, on a few Ask the Pastors uh, back on the old radio show before uh, 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 before we started online here. I did a whole uh, uh, a series of messages in my church called Thriving in Babylon because uh, the, the book of Daniel is a fantastic record of a guy who was uh, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These guys were, were, were solid in their faith. These guys would rather go to a fiery furnace and get thrown in a lion's den than you know compromising on their convictions and compromising on their faith, and uh, they not only survived a megalomaniacal, psychopathic, uh, crazy king Nebuchadnezzar. They not only survived him, but they thrived. Daniel became you know the second, second, third most powerful man in the entire Babylonian empire, and yet he was a man of profound. A faith that went diametrically opposed to the the paganism and the occult worship of the culture, and the same with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego as well. Here's guys that lived in a culture that was very very anti and threatening to their faith to the point of you know you don't capitulate on your faith we're going to kill you okay, and, and yet they thrived they thrived beautifully and the the central thought of of uh, uh, the message that I was doing, and it wasn 't my original thought. I stole it from a uh, a good christian author i can 't remember what the guy 's name was, but he did a, he did a, a book called Thriving in Babylon." and it, it, it helped me so much understand, you know, how to thrive in the culture that we're in. I decided, man, i got to share this with my church, because we're all facing this, we're all fighting it, and we don't want to fight it in a way that's, you know, annoying and, and not of, of this, uh, you know, uh, that's not uh, biblically accurate. I mean, the Word says, you know, Jesus said, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. He said, love your enemies, pray for those who despitefully use you. He also says that, you know, in Ephesians 6, it says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, it's, this is not a human thing. This is about wrestling against supernatural powers of evil, okay? And, and it also says that the weapons we wage war with are, 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 are mighty and, and they're effective to the pulling down of spiritual strongholds. So I, I did about eight or nine sermons on, on, on what it means to, to engage the culture, what it means to have relationships with people that you, know, you, don't, you don't agree with at all. Well, you, you're never going to change their heart if you're not in relationship with them. And and as far as biblical morality is concerned, and you know I rant and rave on biblical morality and I try to expose the folly of, you know, the absurdity that's of some of our laws. But the bottom line is, I couldn't live this life if it wasn't for the power of Christ within me. There's no way. How can I expect somebody to to live, you know, a moral life without, you know, the same fuel that I'm firing on all eight cylinders with? 343 4390 three, That's 343 four, three. Seven hundred forty-three ninety. Okay, for the last time, for the last time, I'm going to play this uh, musical interlude. It's a little out of date. I updated it a week and a half ago, but uh, you know, I'll explain, uh, you know, why it's uh, not up to date anymore. But I do need to get a, I do need to take a breather. I do need to take a drink of water, and I do need to be you know, my best for you in the last half hour. Okay, so you just hang in there, and then, and we'll be right back uh, after this. Stay with us. Well, it's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old as a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC is on. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. unfiltered unfettered unleashed anything but bland politically incorrect and proud of it hey most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said what do you like what ticks you off i want to hear from you don't forget we're on tunein.com have you got the app for your iphone yet? it's so easy to use i listen to online programs in my car on bluetooth with it all the time check it out you'll be glad you did Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays, Ask the Pastor on Wednesday, and Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change in the fall. We're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet, but oh my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 700 4390. That's 343 700 4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1 844 562 That's long distance. 1 844 562 4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Oh, John, why do we have to listen to you talk? Why can't we listen to the rest of that tune? Come on, John, where did you get that? I think that's Carlton Pearson. Look up Carlton Pearson on uh, on YouTube. I think it's Carlton Pearson and uh, uh, or or it's, it could be James Cleveland as well, the James Cleveland Choir. If you know what to look for on YouTube, I'm telling you, man. There's been nights when I've been watching that kind of stuff on YouTube, and, and it's like two in the morning, and I'm thinking, man, I got to get to bed. This is crazy. I mean, like you know. That, you know, that whole 500-channel universe, well, it's not a 500-channel universe, it's a 500,000-channel universe. If you're, if you're looking for the right stuff, oh my goodness, you could, you, could, you could have a lot of fun. There's a lot of good stuff there. Now, there's also stuff that, you know, that'll damn your soul and waste your time and destroy your life, but, you know, we don't have to be negative, do we? The best preachers you've ever heard are on YouTube, okay? Some of the best scientific insights you've ever heard is on YouTube. Some of the most unfiltered and yet truthful news reporting is on YouTube. Now, the best talk radio is online, but on YouTube, you know that's, that's not a not, not bad competition for you know online radio. And I want you to know that there's the very real possibility and, and, and the permanent studio we're moving into is going to have video capabilities now it 's got we 've got video capabilities in this studio, but you know it's it 's borrowed equipment and everything and and uh, having a video tube channel is very much a real possibility uh, as the as the new late night council evolves okay and if you 're just tuning in uh, we are we are shutting down the show for the month of September. As we prepare to move into and we want to do it right. And, and, and the listeners mean more to us than anything. We want to make sure you guys are being served perfectly. We're not going to abandon you. We're not going to ignore you. And I'm not, there's no sleight of hand here. This is not, I'm not planning on shutting down or anything like that. Okay. But we want to do it right. And, and we want to, and you know, there's been some things that have happened in the last weekend that have, I'm super excited about. It, it's going to increase the quality of this program. Uh, exponentially you're going to enjoy it more you're going to want to tell your friends about it more and uh, just super super excited and and also very excited that nick vandergracht is going to be joining us uh on the on i guess we call this the network uh on thursday nights okay he's going to be doing live nick at night on thursday nights and uh, so pumped to have him coming on board. Uh, it's Ask the Pastor. Give us a call, 343 700 You only got like about 23 minutes left, and uh, then you're going to have to go back to, you know, bland corporate radio. And, and Or, you know, you can listen to the podcast for a while. If you've missed some shows, you can go to Tune In Radio. And uh, we've got about, oh, man, you know, I think they still have radio shows that I did from the previous uh, uh, radio station on there as well. And, uh, you know, if you've got to get your fill of me for the next month or so, uh, they'll be there. We will not be putting out anything in this time slot. We're shutting it completely down until October the 2nd when we come back live and strong and, and more together than ever and uh, with Nick on Thursday nights. And uh, uh, hopefully you're all going to hang with us. I will be a presence on Twitter and Facebook the whole time. And, uh, and we'll be lining up a bunch of guests between now and then as well. Uh, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, is going to be, I guess the word is canonized? Yeah, she's going to be made a saint, an official saint, by the Roman Catholic Church. Now, most practicing Christians have recognized her as a saint long before the Roman Catholic Church has, okay? Because, uh, um, you know, those of us outside of the Roman Catholic Church, you know, we get our definition of what a saint is from the Bible, And when Paul wrote most of his epistles to the Ephesians, to the Corinthians, uh, the Romans, just about every one of them, he addresses them as saints, okay? In other words, if you were part of those churches, you were considered a saint. A saint is not somebody that's achieved some type of Christian superstardom, according to the Bible. A saint is somebody that simply, you know, is living their life for Christ, has invited Christ into their life as Lord and is practicing uh, the lifestyle of following Christ. You're a saint, okay? And, and I, I, you know, look at, I've got some Roman Catholic friends that are better Christians than I am. It's not a case of, you know, which denomination is right and wrong. But I, I really take issue with the, you know, the, the uh, deeming, you know, so called Christian superstars as saints. It's almost like a dividing line because, you know, the people that are just the normal schmoes like me and you, well, I can never be a saint, or you could say I'm no saint. Well, that's not what the Bible says. If you have faith in Christ, you're a saint. The Bible calls you a saint. And, and I don't like the dividing line. It kind of makes, makes it seem as though, well, only really special people can pull off this sainthood thing, when the Bible doesn't teach that at all. The criteria in the Catholic Church to be deemed a saint is you have to have had, you have to have done a miracle. And and I don't like that, because John 15, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I would like to make it clear that according to the Bible, nobody has ever done a miracle. I don't care, you know, what church calls them a saint or not, Okay. Nobody has ever done a miracle. Only Christ does that. He flows through us because apart from us, apart from him, we can do nothing. And I'm pretty darn sure that I would have the agreement of Mother Teresa on that as well. Because if anybody knew who her strength was, if anybody, you know, knew who to point to for the glory, for the wonderful things that that lady did, it was Mother Teresa. She was always given honor to Christ. Always. Always. good verse to learn apart from me you could do nothing now i don't want you thinking that that's negative in any way because there's another scripture that says i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and then there's another one of my favorites is ephesians three twenty. it says he is able to do more than you can even ask or imagine according to the power of the holy spirit that is at work within you so i ask people all the time is the holy spirit working in you are you somebody that's living by the words of thy will be done, or are you somebody who God says to, okay, have it your way? Because, you know, the bunch that God says, okay, have it your way, man, they mess up fast, really mess up. They don't have the protection of God in their life. Well, we're all God's children, and God loves us. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Technically, that's true. But I have to, be, I have to remind people that hell... Hell, that Jesus talked more about than heaven. Hell, that Jesus said was real. If you don't believe in hell, then you have to call Jesus a liar, okay? Hell is filled with people that Jesus loves. He was not willing that any should perish, but all would come to repentance. They had salvation available to them. Nobody, it is not God's will that anybody go to hell. That's why he, you know, instead of, instead of compromising with sin, he would rather take on human form and shed his blood and die a horrible, torturous death than compromise with sin. And that's exactly what he did when he took on human form and paid his price, his price for sin, the shedding of innocent blood. But when the perfect son of God shed his blood, it wasn't like an animal shedding his blood. It was so powerful, it was powerful enough to forgive every sin that ever was committed. But he doesn't force that forgiveness on anybody. He doesn't force that love on anybody. He makes it available to all of us. And it's up to us whether we're going to say, okay, I want that in my life. I I, 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 I repent. I, I want you to come into my life and, and and to cleanse me of this sin and to take it away. And he does. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, he he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from everything that's wrong. And it works. Some people describe it as, oh yeah, so-and-so found God. And sometimes they say it derisively. As if, you know, somebody who was addicted... Or maybe their marriage was falling apart, or maybe they were bankrupt, or maybe they were just an absolute sleaze that nobody could get along with, and they got their life together, and they're living it happier and more productively than ever, and yet people derisively, when they hear the term, well, they found God. It seems as though, you know, misery is very politically correct. Sure keeps a lot of TV series going, I'll say that. I guess when somebody's happy and really enjoying life, that, you know, sex, does, I mean, that doesn't sell like sex and death does. And it's really sad. It's really sad that, that that you know, people's view of God has been molded by dead religion. All religion does is take the, you know, the, the wonderful, masterful, fun, exciting, you know, uh, life-giving message of Christ and codifies it and adds rules to it, you know, so it can keep control on everybody. And that's why you know the religious people ticked off Jesus so much because they were sapping the vitality and the life out of you know the greatest story to ever hit the planet. Oh, but we help you straighten that stuff out on Ask the Pastor, don't we? We try to set the record straight. And you can do it with me. You only got one more segment to go now. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. And if you're calling from Buffalo Narrows, Saskatchewan, if you're calling from Muddy Gap, Wyoming, if you're calling from Baghdad, Virginia, or American Fork, Utah, one 562 4766 That's one 562 4766 Guess what I want to talk about when we get back. Guess what I want to talk about when we get back. I think I want to give you a biblical perspective on Mick Jagger. Oh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Wonder what counsel's going to say. Well, you're not going to know. If you, you don't go to bed now, you got to keep me going, okay? And you can call in, too, 343-700-4390. And, and if we're blessed, if we're lucky, I don't believe in luck, if we're blessed, maybe call screener Mike might have the last word here on the last show we do until October 2nd when Nick Vandergracht joins us on joins us on Thursday night. And we're in our permanent home. And we're locked, cocked, and ready to rock to do the best late-night council shows we've ever done. Stay with us.
4: There's a destination a little up the road. The habitations and the towns we know, a place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow, pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone,
3: bottles and cans or just clap your hands or just clap your hands.
4: When
2: That man makes shawarma taste like no one can. The
1: Garlic King.
2: And he can do anything. wears
3: a
1: crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown. The Garlic King. So tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouse food. I'm just
3: talking about the king. And I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma. Really Lebanese, home of the Garlic King. St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans.
5: Garlic, I love it. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchies frozen yogurt. We make you smile.
2: The federal government climate change town halls are a disgrace. They have allowed eco-activists to dominate meetings. Some members of Parliament are even working directly with extremists to co-host town halls. This is inappropriate. MPs are elected to represent all of their constituents, and no group should have privileged access or control over public consultations. Each town hall begins with unsubstantiated global warming propaganda from the local MP. Ottawa Town Hall attendee Dr. Rod Packwood said, The government is clearly biasing the town halls in such a way as to generate supposed public support for the point of view they hold dear. They want to be able to say, look, Canadians are behind us. Don't let the government get away with this. We need your input at the September 7th Climate Change Town Hall at the Darcy McGee High School Auditorium at 925 Boulevard de Plateau in Gatineau starting at 7 p.m. The future of Canada is at stake. This message is brought to you by ClimateScienceInternational.org.
3: A perfect tune for what's going on tonight here. Do you recognize that tune? One of, my, one of my favorite all-time tunes. One of my favorite all-time tunes. I, 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 I journal, okay? I've been journaling for 30 years. And my only regret about my journaling is that I didn't start earlier. I started when I was 26 years old. And uh, every year, at, on usually the first week of May, I do a state-of-the-person survey. And I write down my favorite tunes. Usually it's a list of about 20. And that one right there has been in the top four for the last five years. That is Eric Clapton. And uh, uh, Steve Jordan is on the drums. I don't know who's playing the bass, but that is a tune that he did, I believe, with Derek and the Dominoes. It's called Got to Get Better in a Little While. Oh, that's perfect for tonight. Got to get better in a little while. Look that up on YouTube. Look up, look up. Now, there's a couple versions of it. That's the best one right there. There's one he did uh, when, uh, you know, the floods wiped out New York, that hurricane that came in, and they had a relief concert. And, uh, you know, he gets up and does Got to Get Better in a little while. But he only did it with Steve Jordan and, I think, himself. And, it, you know, it's not, that's his full band there. And you can find that on YouTube. And it is, it, the lyrics are great. It's a yeah, just a great tune. Speaking of tunes, oh, I should get to Eric's email here. Eric is, uh, you know, responding and giving his opinion on the the sad state of uh, um, Christian morality in, you know, as represented by major political parties. Christian values have been totally abandoned, and if anything, they're being assaulted by uh, uh, political parties now. And Eric wrote, said, the answer, Pastor John, is to form a Christian political party. It would be a party that's not afraid to follow God's ways. Perhaps you, Pastor John, could be its first leader. Eric, they already have one in the province and federally. It's called the Christian Heritage Party. And and they're wonderful people. And, and I love their motives, and I love what they stand for. But the culture is resoundingly rejecting that type of leadership. Okay, A Christian party is not the answer. Because we've got one, and it gets no votes. It's lucky if it gets A quarter of a percent of the votes in provincial and uh, federal elections. And I don't mean to knock them at all. I have nothing but admiration for them, you know. But I know where the culture is. The culture does not want to, I mean, our leaders and our parties are a reflection of the culture. You will not change the country unless there's a grassroots spiritual revolution. And, And that happens with, you know, that happens one by one one person influencing another person and, you know, letting, uh, letting their light shine and people realizing, you know, what they need. Come on, we want to hear about Mick Jagger? About? Okay, here's Mick Jagger. Maybe you saw this in the sun today. I saw this and I just, okay, I rolled my eyes, I shook my head, I did, yeah. Mick Jagger will reportedly pay a five-figure monthly sum to ballet dancer Melanie Hamrick... Once she gives birth to his eighth child, uh, just to let you know, Nick Vandergras got eight kids, and he did them all. He did it all the you know the the you know the honest way. Okay, one wife, eight kids. So I guess that could be a claim to fame for Nick now. He's got as many kids as Mick Jagger does. <laughs> the seventy the list of this I, I, I'm reading this out of the Sun here. The 72 year old has been dating the 29 year old. Man, am I being cruel by saying, that's just creepy. That, oh. Like, how would, if your grandpa or your dad, let's say your dad or your grandpa 72 years old, and and to the next Christmas dinner, he brings his 29-year-old hot girlfriend. (laughs) How would that go (laughs) to the next Christmas dinner, you know? Anyways, 72-year-old has been dating a 29-year-old. Now, I can't be too I can't be too cruel because I remember, do you remember Tony Randall? Tony Randall, the guy that played Felix on The Odd Couple with uh uh Jack Klugman, Oscar mascot Tony Randall. He prim and proper. Tony Randall when he was 70 years old married a like a 24 or 25-year-old girl, okay? And you know, I saw a number of interviews with the two of them, and they had two kids together, two little boys. And I'm telling you, I mean, they were the most delightful couple. You could tell she really loved the guy, and you could tell that he really loved him. I saw interviews with them and their boys. So I'm not saying it can't work, but Tony and his wife, were they were married and I think he died at the age of 79. He was only married to her nine years or ten years, okay? But from everything I saw, I mean, it was a delightful relationship. It really was. But I look at Mick Jagger, and I know he's got eight kids and, and uh, uh, from at least four different women. He's got four kids from Jerry Hall. I think he's got two from Bianca. So there's uh, there's at least three or four women there, okay? And there was no marriage relationship with here you know and i don't mean to sound judgmental here it just it just i don't know it's just creepy anyway i continue the 78 year old has been dating the 29 year old on and off for the last two years with ba- with the ballerina now this is what just blew me away the ba- with the ballerina unexpectedly falling pregnant during the rolling stones tour of south america earlier this year how do you like that terminology She unexpectedly falling pregnant, almost as if, whoops, how did that happen? I mean, how ridiculous, how ridiculous is that? You don't fall into pregnancy. You take your clothes off, get naked and have sex. That's how it happens. For anybody to say unexpectedly or falling, come on, are we a bunch of five-year-olds that we read this? I mean, you talk about glossing it over. Talk about making it as if... And you know what? I wonder whether they use that terminology because we have a culture that kills more babies than, than, you know, babies that are born alive. So it's much more, you know, I'm sure it's much, much more easier on the conscience of people who want to abort a baby when they describe it as unexpectedly falling into pregnancy. Now, that sounds very innocuous and politically correct, but in my opinion, that's diabolically evil right there. That is diabolically evil. Falling into pregnancy unexpectedly. Oh, come on. Anyway, I've only given maybe the last two or three closing minutes here to call screener Mike, and he always has good stuff to say, so I want to bring him on. How you doing, call screener Mike? I'm doing good. So, uh, M- um, uh, Mike. Yep. Wh- what are you going to do for the next month? You know, you're not going to be screening calls. I mean, I'm going to be, you know, uh, uh, getting myself renewed and getting myself recharged and and uh, making sure that uh, 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 my church is well well served by the time off that I'm going to have. And and uh, you got anything in mind?
0: Well, I guess I'll be putting the studio together. Yeah, and you and I. You,
3: yeah, I'm sure that'll be a part of it. Yeah, no, uh, no question. Okay. <laughs>
0: There's still a lot of work to do on this website. Oh, and, tell and, me about you know, it. We've got some technical issues that I want to, uh, I want to improve upon because I mean we're doing reasonably well with the services we've contracted with, but I know there are better services out there, and we are going to look at some of that as yeah, well. Yeah, Because I'm not. I know you are as well as I. We're not happy with some of the problems that we've heard from some of the listeners and by the way any listeners that are uh have had any issues we really appreciate if you could let us know any issues you've had because uh that feedback is going to help us uh improve this while we're while we're down
3: awesome so now you got like maybe two and a half minutes and you're going to be like the last word kind of for the next month make it count here buddy what's on your mind
0: well um i'll talk a little bit about the patrick brown and and you know this this is what was going on in the states too this is why i find the rhino republicans which the rhinos means republican in name only they're they're fake they're phony they're they're fake christians or or pseudo pseudo conservatives really they don't really believe in liberty they don't espouse it and you know your emailer asked about you know how do we how do we get this going well you're right. We have to grow this. We, we have to start—I I don't, don't think dismissing a party like the Christian Party is the way to go, only because some light is better than no light. So, I mean, let's help them get their word out and, and maybe spread a different message than just all left-wing parties. We have nothing but left-wing parties, and the same is going with the states. So, I mean, we, we have to start growing, and, and the only way to do that is to learn— People are going to have to start applying themselves. They're going to have to start learning what these these historical movements are, progressivism, Fabianism, Marxism. Understand what those really mean. They're not just about helping the poor. That's like saying a a mousetrap is about feeding mice. (laughs) It's ridiculous.
3: It's a good so, analogy.
0: <laughs> we have to if we want liberty and and we all do and we want this thing to turn around, we want our lives to turn around, then we better start learning and we better start inspiring, we better start making the case because the people we elect are not doing it, they're not getting the job done unfortunately. They're there for their own glorification.
3: I'm here for God's glorification and I will be on October the 2nd. Stay in touch with us folks, JW Council on Twitter. Late night council on Facebook. That's what will be the main uh, uh, mode of communication in the next month. We'll keep you updated. There's even a chance in the next month we could, you know, pop a broadcast on you, okay? Maybe to test the new studio out and do some things. But uh, we're shutting down to October 2nd. Nick Vandergrack joining us live on October 6th. Not joining us, he's going to have his own show every Thursday night starting October 6th. Have a terrific month and uh, stay in touch.